Awesome. Thank you, Alan. Can everyone hear me? Sorry, my beard was rubbing the microphone earlier, and I didn't want it to cause any interference. Before we get started, I would like again to wish all the fathers happy Father's Day, um, specifically my dad, who made it here all the way from Big Stone. <laughs> he actually dressed up for the occasion as well. So, love you, Dad. And uh, thanks, guys. Um, I don't have any candy for you. I'm sorry. Uh, Kathy's better at that than I am. So, um, if you didn't pick up on it, today we plan to take a look at the creation story. And if, um, you know, so far we've had the elephant of creation, um, reflection of fathers, and uh, outreach. So, I think we've got a pretty good start. But before we get to Genesis, I'd invite you to say a prayer with me. Um, Heavenly Father, today we thank you for opportunity. Thank you to learn about what we can do in the future with you and what we can do here on earth. Lord, we thank you for our fathers and for the reflection you've given them so that they can lead us as well. In your name we pray, amen. I had that prayer written out, but Kathy said it word for word, so I had to change it up this morning. So, so uh, today we're going to read Genesis 1-1 through 2-4. Um, bear with me, it's kind of long, and uh, we should have it up here. I'm going to be reading from the Common English Bible, so if you've got yours, feel free to pull it out and read along with us. When God began to create the heavens and the earth, the earth was without shape or form. It was dark over the deep sea, and God's wind swept over the waters. God said, let there be light, and so light appeared. God saw how good the light was. God separated the light from the darkness. God named the light day and the darkness night. There was evening and there was morning, the first day. God said, let there be a dome in the middle of the waters to separate the waters from each other. God made the dome and separated the waters under the dome from the waters above the dome, and it happened in that way. God named the dome sky. There was evening and there was morning the second day. God said, let the waters under the sky come together into one place so that the dry land can appear. And that's what happened. God named the dry land earth, and he named the gathered waters seas. God saw how good it was. God said, let the earth grow plant life, plants yielding seeds and fruit trees, bearing fruit with seeds inside it, each according to its kind throughout the earth. And that's what happened. The earth produced plant life, plants yielding seeds, each according to its kind, and trees bearing fruit with seeds inside it, each according to its kind. God saw how good it was. There was evening and there was morning the third day. God said, let there be lights in the dome of the sky to separate the day from the night. They will mark events, sacred seasons, days, and years. They will be lights in the dome of the sky to shine on the earth. And that's what happened. God made the stars and two great lights, the larger light to rule over the day and the smaller light to rule over the night. God put them in the dome of the sky to shine on the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. God saw how good it was. There was evening and there was morning the fourth day. God said, let the water swarm with living things and let birds fly above the earth up in the dome of the sky. God created the great sea animals and all the tiny living things that swarm in the waters, each according to its kind, and all the winged birds, each according to its kind. God saw how good it was. Then God blessed them. Be fertile and multiply and fill the waters and the seas and let the birds multiply on the earth. There was evening and there was morning, the fifth day. God said, let the earth produce every kind of living thing livestock, crawling things, and wildlife. And that's what happened. God made every kind of wildlife, every kind of livestock, and every kind of creature that crawls on the ground. God saw how good it was. 
Then God said, Let us make humanity in our image to resemble us so that they may take charge of the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, and all the earth, and all the crawling things on the earth. God created humanity in God's own image. In the divine image, God created them. Male and female, God created them. God blessed them and said, Be fertile and multiply. Fill the earth and master it. Take charge of the fish of the sea, the birds in the sky, and everything crawling on the ground. Then God said, I now give you all the plants on the earth that yield seeds and all the trees whose fruit produces its seeds within it. This will be your food. To all the wildlife, to all the birds in the sky, and to everything crawling on the ground, to everything that breathes, I give them all the green grasses for food. And that's what happened. God saw everything he had made. It was supremely good. There was morning and there was evening the sixth day. The heavens and the earth and all who live in them were completed. On the sixth day, God completed all the work that he had done. And on the seventh day, God rested from all the work that he had done. God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it, God rested from all the work of creation. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created. It's the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So, um, creation. To me, that's a, a powerful, powerful word. Um, to take a space where previously nothing existed and make it full. And according to the passage we just read, God has done that, and he's given us this creation just for us. And amazingly enough, when I, uh, when I hear that story, I'm uh, reminded of a creation all of my own. Um, I had a little bit of help. Um, I'll mention his name in a minute, and it's explaining this here. It was the morning of the second day of spy staff being here, and uh, the only people in the building were myself and Associate Director Mallory Ringenbach and Associate Director Cody McCurry. And um, we were a little bored. <laughs> and the morning, the day before, we had been uh, studying and working all day. And uh, there was this box right out by the door that was really tantalizing that had an arcade basketball game in it. After breakfast that second morning, Cody and I got together and determined that our desire to shoot silly jump shots was much more than our will to wait and we started to build this thing and get it put together. Being young men with that said passion for arcade basketball, of course we tore into the box like animals and dumped everything out and started putting it together immediately without reading anything. And as we cobbled together this, um, what you may call, masterpiece, we began to notice that there were extra screws. Um, there was this little wrench thing that we didn't even bother trying to use it. I think we threw it away. And I'm pretty sure there were some pieces missing or... You know, we just didn't identify everything before we started. But instead of reading the instructions to find our mistakes, to see where pieces went, we decided to just improvise. Instead of tightening the nuts because we threw away the wrench, we just duct taped them in. Some of the screws that we had left at certain times weren't long enough. They were probably in the wrong place, so we just used wood screws. And eventually those wood screws came in handy because we screwed a scrap piece of flooring to the back of it, you know, for structural integrity to hold it up. And what we were left with was obviously a marvel of physics and engineering. Hopefully that's not what our uh, spy projects are going to look like. <laughs> so, but for the first week it worked like a charm. It was back here in this uh, cafeteria room of the church. And uh, we wasted way too much time, you know, completely missing shots at this goal. It was, you know, sweet. Then uh, mini spy was approaching, so we had to clean out the kitchen back here. And uh, Tyler Markham, who helped me set this up here, and I took to the task of moving the goal to the basement, much in the same way 
Cody and I took to the task of completing it, and believe it or not, it didn't make it to the basement in one piece. Um, in fact, it's in multiple pieces, and one of those pieces is in front of me. Um, it had this great big metal structure. It was like this tall, and it had a net coming down, and this is what we have left. So when I, when I think back on this project, um, it took me to look back on it to realize that uh, we probably could have foregone the duct tape and the wood screws and the flooring had we simply read you know, the little booklet of instructions that comes in and tells you exactly how to do it. We may even have the goal standing today. And when I did this, you know, I was thinking about Project Spy. We do a lot of construction. You know, I was reminded that of a common construction document. Uh, many of you might recognize one if you saw it or even be able to read it, and that's the blueprint. Um, a blueprint is basically the ultimate construction planning document. In it, there are instructions, materials lists, intricate details, precise measurements, and rarely, if ever, does it call for the use of duct tape on anything other than duct works, specifically not bolts. Uh, the blueprint of a building contains everything you need to make a sound structure that will last for more than one week. It allows you to create a structure that will stand for a lifetime. So in thinking about structure, I figured we may need an example. So the first one that came to mind was, uh, a lot of you may know it, the new Performing Arts Center over on the Virginia Tech campus. It's that uh, big building over by Main Street with uh, all the glass and all the windows and the big staircase that you can see. Obviously, the instructions were followed precisely on that building, and it not only stands for its purpose, but it's become a landmark. And people give directions by it, and uh, you, know, you ask where PKs is. Oh, it's across from the Performing Arts Center, that sort of thing. And it's almost become a work of art in and of itself. It's a really beautiful building. But the theater itself can be used for many things. Um, it can be used to host uh, orchestral symphonies, award-winning dramas, university courses. I've seen a wrestling match there. And uh, it could even, and I hope and pray, host the first annual Arcade Basketball Awards Banquet. But when the blueprints are followed, uh, the space allows for the use of the building as it was intended. And in this case, the building's intention was for it to have an almost endless and diverse structure. However, um, the building on its own can't do all these things. It can't play the symphony, symphony, can't act out the play, it can't teach the course, and it can't even put together a rickety basketball goal. It requires people to make it come alive. At its core, it changes our life simply because it exists. So God created the earth, much like people, construction workers, created the Performing Arts Center to give a structure to make works come alive. He changed, <clears throat> excuse me, God created the earth and he changed our lives. He made our lives by speaking them into existence. In both the earth and the building, though, the story really doesn't end upon completion of the structure. In fact, it has only just begun. So much like the Performing Arts Center is host for symphonies and arts and maybe some awesome awards one day, we're given a building of our own to host God's works. Um, and if you weren't aware, uh, you're in one right now. Uh, that would be Fieldstone, a United Methodist community, a place for you, home of Project Spy and a bunch of tired interns, and host to our lovely guests from Oak Ridge this week. Without our efforts, though, Fieldstone is merely a building. As mentioned in the uh, video earlier, it used to be a Heilig Myers, and without our efforts, it would probably be still selling sofas instead of feeding the hungry. Um, Project Spy would probably be the working title of some terrible Hollywood movie 
instead of being the hands and feet of Christ in the New River Valley. So not only did God create the earth as our structure and give us this building to work with, he gave us the blueprints to continue his works through Scripture as well. Like I said, the story from Genesis is that blueprint for us to continue with God on his creative works. And further on in the Bible, we're even given direct instructions with specific examples, and if you have the right Bible, pictures, on how to complete this work. Jamie got it. <laughs> His Bible must have pictures. <laughs> you see, the, the, obviously, if you had your Bible out, it didn't end at the end of the creation story. There's a whole lot left after that with a lot of good works that have happened in the past and that can guide us through the future. Um, and he's put that onto our hearts, what we can do or what we can co-create through that scripture. And that word shows us the way. It shows us how to create peace out of turmoil, how to bring hope from the darkness, how to turn boundaries into freedom, how to turn a need into enough, how to turn action into justice, and how to turn pain into healing, and into how to be still and know. Each and every one of these acts is detailed in our biblical blueprint, and we'll be studying each and every one of them here at Fieldstone throughout the weeks and nightly with Project Spy. See, the essence of this series, this theme, Let There Be, is that God has given us an opportunity. He created this structure for us to continue his work with him. He wrote the blueprints of Scripture on our hearts to show us the way, and by giving us his Son, he allowed us the freedom of salvation so that we can co-create with him. Like I said, this series will take us through a progression, so to speak. It, uh, it begins with the creation story, the blueprint. takes us through the biblical narrative, our instructions and examples, to the past and present creations, our church, and to enabling us as co-creators. We'll take these, this creation and his examples and then learn what we can do in the present, in the present time, to fabricate into existence that which will show others the glory of God's creation. Speaking of that glory, often you'll notice that at the end of the passage I read, God saw how good his work was done, and in some translations he speaks the word, and it was good. Notice how he didn't say, and it was finished, or, and it looks good, we'll leave it like that, or let me just screw this piece of flooring to the back of it and we'll be good to go. Um, <laughs> he merely reflects on his goodness and says, and it was good. So he didn't say on the seventh and holy day necessarily that he was finished. He said that he was at rest shortly after he created us so he could go forward with us by his side. See, God created something so magnificent that he simply took a day to observe it before he allowed us to go forward with him. So over the next few weeks, we'll be studying what we can do to be active participants and not merely products of God, God's creation. We'll look at these scriptural examples to see what God has had his people do in the past so that we may learn from that what we can co-create in such a manner that God will be moved to say, and it was good. Amen. So <laughs> that's my service today. I would like to uh, invite Alan and the band back up for another song here, and I think uh, Ashley's going to close us out in prayer um, before we get started on that. God wrote the blueprint of Scripture on our hearts so we could go out into the world and show others His glory. That's all we really need to know to make a difference. So thank you, Justin, for sharing that today. 
As usual, I'm going to remind you guys about Wednesday nights. We have dinner free, open for everybody at 6, and then we have Bible study of Acts, um, no preparation needed at 645. So come to one, come to both. Um, come a little late if you have to. I mean, it's Fieldstone, so nobody's going to judge you. Just come on over. Camp Rock is July 5th through 9th. Volunteers, hint, hint. Go talk to her. Um, if you signed up for dodgeball, if you'll see Allison, she's right here in the front row. Um, she's got some stuff, some information for you guys. Spy, stick around. Speaking of, um, back here, <laughs> and I'm mic'd up. <laughs> I, um, I didn't mention it when I was up there, but uh, this group is, we've got a really good group here this week from Oak Ridge, and it's their first time joining us for Project Spy, so keep them in your prayers. They've got a, an awesome project ahead of them, and I hope they're going to be able to, they're going to do a great job with it, so. All right, and on that note, um, if you'll join me in a closing prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for this time together, and thank you for your word and your inspiration, um, the blueprint that we should have in our lives. It's all right here where, where we need it when we're ready, if we can only listen and go out and show others your love in the way that you desire. Please be with us this week and throughout the summer as SPY makes a difference in the lives of so many people in our area and in, the lab, in our lives as we show others love. Thank you so much for this time. Please be with us this week. In your name we pray. Amen.